welcome to Tiny Voice Talks with me, Toria Bono. And today, Tiny Voice is talking all about autism with Charlotte Olson. So welcome, Charlotte. Hi there. Thank you. I'm so pleased that you you are joining me. Of course, I came across Charlotte on Twitter, as I do most people. But only today have I really figured out that her name is Charlotte, because I just know her as Susie Books. Yeah, so I think most people do, don't they? Yeah, they did. They just call you Susie Books, and they must yeah. go, "Oh my goodness!" Like you've got a real name. You're not, and you're not Susie. So we're going to unpick. <laughs> no, we're going to unpick all of this because I was quite perturbed that you weren't Susie. Um, so, Charlotte, for those people that haven't come across Charlotte Olson or indeed Susie Books, who is Charlotte Olson? Charlotte Olson is a, a mum to two children and a wife and a children's author writing about day-to-day challenges for many children and um, making them fun and positive. Perfect. I love that. Now, we've decided that we wanted to call this talking about autism. Why is autism close to your heart, Charlotte? Um, Well, my son was diagnosed with autism at age 10. And um, for a long, long time, we he had challenges and struggles and we weren't sure why he reacted in certain ways um, and, you know, what things triggered his meltdowns and his behaviour. Yeah, it wasn't all the time, but there were things that obviously did trigger his outbursts and his meltdowns. And um, I've seen, obviously since diagnosis, you, it's sort of given you a sort of pathway to go on and realise actually, oh yes, that these things are now making sense, why these things happened. Absolutely. So did your books come around specifically because of your son? Not not in the beginning, no. I sort of, I, I've always liked, when I was younger, I liked writing, I loved poetry. And if anybody knows, the books rhyme. And that's one thing I quite like with them because they flow mm-hmm. quite nicely. Um, so originally I left my job and just thought, oh, I'll I'll just sort of write. And um, I started writing different things. And slowly it just sort of, I thought that there wasn't anything out there for what I do and to help others. And I just thought actually people could learn from what we are journey and what we've learned and just help others and and make the the experiences more manageable really and, and more, just make it easier. And what sort of experiences do you cover in the books? Um, well, food was a, a very big thing for us. And, and I've since learned, obviously, that there's a lot of sensory issues around many children on the autistic spectrum. And we, we just thought, he, he, as a baby, my son ate everything. And then probably about two and a half, he just stopped eating what I cooked and just oh, loved wow. chicken nuggets, smiley faces and baked beans and um apparently many children it's known as beige food apparently in the autistic sort of world mm. and many children just have it's the the taste and the textures and the smells they it, the whole sensory theme sort of comes into place and they just stick to the one that the sort of foods that they they like so when that first happened and he went from sort of eating everything to eating a very limited amount yeah what was your first, I don't know if you'll remember this, but how? what was your response initially? And how did you get from from that that to an understanding of actually this is where he's at and ba- this is what, he, you know, this is his way of managing? Well, 
I, do you know what? It was a long time ago. And mm. I do remember thinking, wow, you used to eat, you know, the shepherd's pie, the spaghetti bolognese, the, 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 the things that we all ate. And then I just, it just, I, I suppose it just happened and I just got on with it. You know, I, I learned that he liked what he liked. And, to, you know, even though I'd beat myself up about it, because to, in my head, I was thinking, well, it's not a very good diet for a child. And is he getting all the right nutrients and vitamins that he needs? But also, that's what he liked. And, and as a parent, you just sort of did went along with it, if that makes sense. Completely. I think, you know, so something you just said there about pe- beating yourself up. I think, you know, I'm a mum. And I, I know that the pressure I felt and have felt actually over the years when my daughter hasn't, ne- my daughter can't stand fruit and vegetables. I'll just be honest. You know, there's, there's, it's nothing to do with beige foods or anything. She just hates fruits and vegetables. But I really did beat myself up that I wasn't providing my daughter with this sort of, you know, the, the list of foods that I was meant to, but yeah. I, I couldn't, it, it didn't, it didn't work. And there does seem to be this untold pressure on parents that we need to, you know, meet a certain level of expectation. Did you, do you think you found that more as a child, as a parent of a child? Probably, yes, I probably Mm. did because, you know, I'm trying to think of examples now, you know, Mm. uh, going back to sensory, the loud noises, you know, fireworks, He, he was absolutely petrified of fireworks. So I knew you know, we had to sort of, I tried taking him to sort of friends' houses and we tried to sort of get him to sort of go out. But, you know, again, back when he was younger, I didn't know it was all sensory related and we just, we didn't know why he would scream and cry and hold his ears, you know. And um, and again, the wind, if we, we'd walk down the road to school, if it was really windy, he'd just cry and scream. And I used to put my husband's woolly hat on him whatever the weather mm. just because I knew that sort of covered his ears and he felt sort of safer if that makes sense um yeah. and obviously now that we have ear defenders which a lot of children sort of use which helps sort of block out noises that they can be overwhelmed by absolutely it's I think it's you know that the sensory issues are so key and yet can be misunderstood yeah yeah, so yeah, no. when did at the penny drop per se about the fact that there were sensory issues? When was it you made that connection? You were actually, this isn't just, you know, the, the, this is. It, I think when he was diagnosed, because right. I started looking. When we had, when he was younger, he was behind with his milestones. My daughter was, I, I think um, I was in um, qualified NNEB. So I'd worked in nurseries and nannied. So I sort of. New, you know, I was taught that by what age things generally should be happening. And uh, my daughter was a textbook baby and everything was done literally by the month and by the year. And then with my son, it was just things was he was a lot slower. His speech was very behind. And um, when he started nursery, they they sort of said that this. I remember them saying that he it could be this or it could be that. And as a parent, I remember the word autism did scare me because it was to me back in the day it was you just thought of autism as a it was just not known you know um yeah and I do remember thinking no of course no he hasn't got autism not not at all you know and but now we know it's a such a large spectrum and there are so many different 
things on the spectrum that, you know, not all children face and all children are different. Completely. And I think, you know, I, I, we spoke before we started recording this and, and as a teacher, you know, I have taught for 21 years and, you know, whenever I've been in the classroom, I have taught a child with autism and, and none of them have presented in the same way. It is such a wide spectrum. But there are, um, I have found common characteristics like sensory issues, but they have, they have altered um, depending on the child. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love your books. I think they're, you know, because actually there is such diversity in the themes you've gone to, but I just want to pick up on, on some of them, like the hairdresser. So tell me about going to the hairdresser and why that became one of the books. Um, that, again, was um, obviously now I know it was based around sensory issues. He just hated having his hair cut. It was just, in, and again, as a parent, that was a, it was an awful experience for all of us because we just we knew we had to have, have a haircut, mm. but it, it, he just screamed and cried to the point that I couldn't we couldn't go to a hairdresser because it just there was just no way it was going to happen, and um, we actually had a good friend who was a mobile hairdresser, but as soon as he as soon sorry as soon as she came to the he opened the door as soon as he saw her, he would just scream because he knew. Oh. He associated her with yeah. cutting his hair. Yeah. But again, like I say, at the time, we didn't know it was all sensory related. The clippers, the sound, the the the, the hair wash, you know, it was, it, we just thought he was being difficult. And that's, again, what we said before. It's that, it's that whole thing, isn't it, that you've got to try and avoid because it's not, there's so much more going on than we realise. Completely. And I think, I mean, I'll be really honest, um, a child I taught came in um, and it happened to be a day that we, the children were in PE kits and they have sort of hoodies for the PE tops. And he came in and he wouldn't take his hood down. And I was, you know, very, because it was one of the, the rules that he, he knew was in school that we don't put the hoods up inside he wouldn't take his hood down and I I was sort of saying you might you need to take your hood down and I I hadn't connected the fact he'd had his hair cut the day before and he he was really you know feeling finding the whole thing very overwhelming and wanted to keep his hood up because he felt safe yeah and in that split second I hadn't connected it and once he took his head hood down it was. It must have been about ten minutes later. I'll be honest. The penny dropped, and I thought, "Oh yeah. gosh, the reason why he wanted his hood up is because he's really uncomfortable with his hair." Mm-hmm. But it is those things I think your books are so helpful with because it, they help to connect the dots on why the children are behaving in certain yeah. ways. Someone said to me actually the other day about hair with children. They said, "Um." that they never ever say anything about to a child about the haircut. So they never say, oh, you've had your haircut. Because what they've discovered, they work in a prune, what they've discovered is that actually hair is such a trigger that even when you mean it as a compliment, depending on that child's experience, it can re-trigger everything that went on mm-hmm. with the hair being cut. And I thought, oh gosh, I'd never even thought about yeah. that. But I think also, you know, in day-to-day life, you know, we don't, do we? Because no. we're doing other things, there's always something else going on that we. Yeah, and it is. 
it's quite, you know, we haven't got time to actually go, oh, actually, that's why that's happened. Or that's, and, and that's where I think things are changing now, aren't they? You know, that people are actually stepping back and thinking there's a reason why this child is behaving in this way or doesn't like this. Um, we, we, the penny is dropping a bit more, I think. I think you're right. Let's talk dressing up day. Because one of the Susie books is is dressing up day. Dressing up day. Well, yeah. Again, in my head, it's a fun book. I love this book because it is quite a fun book, mm. and it teaches a lot of children have some issues with clothing, mm. and will only again will only wear a certain type. Um, will maybe not wear. Will stick to one outfit, um, and this story just shows Susie is trying on different clothes and is having fun with the clothes you know it's not it's not seeing them as an issue and it's teaching her about you know she tries on it's not just girl outfits it's a she's a dinosaur she's a builder and a pirate as well as a sparkly princess and it's also teaching about you know having fun with them and also at the end of the book it's teaching the children that you've You've had a great time with these clothes, but it's time to put away and pack the toys away. So there's the, you know, having fun, but actually now it's time to finish and put them away and tidy up. Absolutely. Yeah. And who is, so where did Susie come from? Susie, when I was at college doing my NNEB, we had to do, um, we had to make something for a young child and to help prepare them for school. And I wrote Susie Goes to School and Susie just sort of came out of nowhere. And I drew her, wrote the book, made it into a sort of um, booklet to help with, uh, preparing children for school. And that's where, so it just made sense to just when I started writing the books to sort of bring Susie back really. It does make complete sense. And in the learning about autism one, you've also got Cruzy. So who is Cruzy? Um, I co-wrote that one with another family. Mm-hmm. And Cruzy is uh, their son, who's also on the autistic spectrum. Ah, right. Just so many great ideas. Which is your favourite book? I think they're all my everyone is my favorite <laughs> I think I can, don't think I can pick one particular I just love them all I just love the way you know I just the way they help the, the, the flowing the rhyming the the simplicity that was another thing that I wanted to get across is the simplicity and the positivity about how children can have struggles but actually you know well done and you've 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 tried and you've overcome these struggles yeah because it's not just about children with autism I think all children have struggles don't they so actually the books whilst in essence about your you know a child with autism actually lots of children have sensory difficulties Mm. they're going to school you know I I don't know any child that hasn't felt a level of anxiety and indeed you know starting a new class all of those sort of things those things that you know change who likes change You know, even as adults, we don't particularly like change. Well, no, no, exactly. And, you know, it, it's about making that change a bit, you know, easier, isn't it? And I think, you know, one thing I have learned, and I think yourself as a teacher, children 
love a character and you know if they can relate to that character and the character can make that situation easier it must it was going to make everything easier isn't it really does so um let's talk about your website because on there you've got activities and who who's the web website aimed at and who are the activities aimed at the activities are aimed at uh families first so they can print up they've got they've got some coloring one thing i must do actually is redo some more coloring activities <laughs> because i think that's quite to be able to access free things for children mm. to, for, and parents is a great idea and that you have just reminded me that I must sort of get back onto that because I haven't done it for ages. It's just aimed at everybody. If everybody wants to go on, there's lots to see. Um, and, you know, a lot, like, people can look at it and actually go, oh, yeah, that book might be useful for me. Or there's lots of reviews from other parents and other people that have used the books as well, which is, I think, is often, you know, like, it's lovely to have feedback and other parents and teachers and carers can actually go oh actually yes that does look good you know I've read that review so we'll give it a go ourselves yes and you've also got sneaky peeks on video I do like that I do like a sneaky peek to see what's <laughs> you know they're always good now I've seen recently that it says you're getting ready to do a podcast so what's that about this pod the podcast is the one I'm doing with you Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to create your own podcast. I was no, like, my no, goodness. Oh, no. I was, this, I was, I was no, even no. more excited. Maybe I should. I don't know. <laughs> well, why not? The idea of you chatting with other parents about their experiences, I think, would be really quite something. Yeah, yeah. It's just that my, this year I, I have done a few more sort of interviews, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, is as a person, personally, I'm... I get myself nervous and a bit of a state and I think some people are so confident and can just do it. Whereas I get myself, I think I'm not confident enough and, but I've tried to make myself do, you know, do it more because Mm. it it is enjoyable. Once I'm talking, I'm like talking to you. I feel absolutely fine. (laughs) I think the unknown, isn't it? But it is. And, and, you know, I will admit to you and hopefully the listeners won't listen to this bit, but I get really anxious every time I come to do an interview, every time I come to do a chat, because I get really anxious that I'm not going to bring the very best out of my guest. And I think there is a level of anxiety about most things that I do, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's one of those things for some reason, I don't know, I don't talk about it. And I wonder if lots of other people don't talk about it because they think, well, you know, well, I shouldn't be feeling nervous and I won't admit to it. Well, I think you're right. And I also think, you know, as I don't know, as I've got older, it seems to be, you know, I was only saying this to a friend the other day, when we were younger, you just did things, you didn't give it a second thought. Mm. I think as you've got older, you do get a bit, so you start reading into things a bit more, I think, don't you, and sort of get yourself in a bit of a state sometimes. I think you're right. You know, I know that I'm more conscious now. Um, but I also think I've, bec- I've become more courageous as I've got older and I do make myself do things now yeah. that I wouldn't, but when I was younger, I think I, I sort of avoided things I didn't really want to do. Now I do do them really. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe just throwing this out as well, Charlotte, maybe there's a whole series in there about adults that picture yeah. books 
you know I was just thinking the same thing <laughs> were you oh god we're on the same length I was just like oh goodness me <laughs> same wavelength yeah where do we go <laughs> yeah well it, it is but I think there are so many things that adults do but they have that anxiety around but they don't talk about it and yeah. it's you know and it is that unpicking it just as you've done with Susie's adventures and as I say I absolutely love them one of the questions I haven't asked you actually is I know that they're aimed at parents and children do you think they're also useful for educators yeah yeah definitely I I do think so yeah I think that that there's many topics covered that educators can use them and have them as well you know it's it's anybody who feels that they think that they'll be useful a useful resource that they're just there for everybody yeah absolutely absolutely they are absolutely fabulous and I would really encourage all listeners to go on to Charlotte's website which is susiebooks.co.uk and find out more about them um, and also you've got a Facebook page haven't you Susie I'm oh, sorry Charlotte and you've also <laughs> yeah, got yeah. sorry I'm looking at your website as I speak to you and all I can see is Susie everywhere sorry. um <laughs> <laughs> totally confusing here um so you've got your Facebook page and yeah. Is that, that's just Susie Books? Yep. Um, I'm on Instagram at Susie Books Stories and I'm on Twitter, which is at Susie Books. And I'm just thinking of anything else. I'm on, there's so many things today that you just... Oh, I don't, don't I, I can't That's a full-time job in itself, social media. <laughs> Isn't it just? It really is. I'm just grateful that I came across you on social media because it's little gems like this that really help me as an educator to develop my understanding of children and their needs. And as as you say, you know, the sensory needs sometimes can be very misunderstood, but actually it's just how they are experiencing life. Yeah, yeah. The world around them, isn't it, basically? You know, it's how how they, they see it and how they adapt to it Uh, yeah and it's about our understanding of that adaptation in order to really support them Mm, yeah so Charlotte one of the questions I always ask my guests before I end is if you could have been taught by anyone living or dead who would have been your perfect teacher oh so I've been pondering over this since last night thinking who would be my perfect teacher? Um, the Queen. Because the Queen. Just, Do tell the me queen why. Is amazing. <laughs> That's I've just picked that out anyway because she, I love everything she does. She's just amazing. She copes with life. She takes on whatever is there, and I think she's someone we can all look up to. Have you watched The Crown? Yes. <laughs> That Do you know what? It's really interesting because I am, on one level, I'm totally conscious of her age. But until I watched The Crown, I hadn't, I don't think, truly recognised how long she'd been alive yeah. and who yeah. she had worked alongside. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, uh, there's, there's a lot, I, you know, I... She's grown up with us, hasn't she? she? She's the queen, so you just sort of she's there. But once you actually watch the detail about her life and everything, it's just it's fascinating. I find it absolutely fascinating. 
Yeah. My husband has just discovered it, which makes me laugh because I did try to make him watch it with me originally. And he was like, oh my goodness, I'm not watching anything like that. And now he's secretly watching it. Now I've just told all the listeners and you he's secretly watching it, but he's actually secretly watching The Crown and won't admit to it. Well, I can, um, I can say there that my husband too. <laughs> he didn't watch it the first time round, and then we've had the uh, the recent one with the Princess Diana and Charles. Yes, and we were all glued to that. And then he's actually gone back started from the beginning and watched them all. <laughs> it, it is funny when they finally crack, isn't it? And you think, yes, yeah. see, I told you. And they, yeah, but they won't admit it. Ages. <laughs> yeah. So, Charlotte, what what next for Susie Books? Have you got more books inside of you, apart from the adult series that we've come up with on this podcast? Have you got more? <laughs> have you got more books inside of you, for Susie? I have. I'm at the moment. The I've just finished uh, Susie Moves House, and the illustrator is illustrating that as we speak. Um, moving house must be quite challenging I I would assume well yeah again it's one of those things that we just do and we don't think about don't do we you know it's 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 your it's the upheaval for from your home to somewhere completely new yeah which and you've got to adapt mm. to that and you know familiar familiarize yourself with with you know a new surroundings new bedroom new things that you haven't been used to Mm. incredibly challenging anyway but incredibly challenging for someone with autism who who loves that sort of familiarity that there's the safety within that I assume yeah Yeah. and what else so you've got moving house yeah what other Um, things are planned uh I'm thinking because I thought I could tie it in with the moving house that maybe Susie has a brother or sister. Ooh, interesting. That's my next one. Yes, because having a new baby must throw up challenges because, again, yeah. changing dynamics. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that, that that's sort of – in. I've started a little bit on paper, but, you know, it's there's bits in my head that, again, that's also one that you've got to be – you know, you've got to – it's got to be right – so I've got to you know, get it right, just right, so it works for everybody. Ab- yeah, absolutely. And what I would suggest to listeners is if you have an idea that you think actually you'd really like in book form, you know, that you've come across maybe in the classroom or you're a parent and you just think, actually, this has been a real issue, then get in touch with Charlotte because I'm pretty sure she's happy to put pen to paper for you. And, you know, because actually that will really impact and support others yeah yeah always love love to see new ideas and what people what other challenges people have and where they think you know how they could help charlotte you have been a delight to talk to you really really have thank you so much for coming on and talking all about autism with me and thank you so much for all that you are doing to really develop our understanding and knowledge thank you so much for having me it's been absolutely wonderful